With the inception and traction that blockchain and crypto has gathered, the world is possibly on the verge of the largest evolution since the mainstream of the internet. Given the fluidity and dynamic nature of this technology, business leaders, enthusiasts, and veterans all need to band together to navigate the current and upcoming storms. Participants in Web 3.0 want a trusted resource that gives them pertinent information about projects, tokens, technology, and businesses. We are business people talking the business of crypto. We are YWales. Good afternoon, good evening, Whales, wherever you are today. Uh, so today is uh, September 13th, uh, 2022. Uh, Bitcoin is hovering right around $20,000 yet again. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to believe, you know, coming from, from last year's bull when people just never believed, like, like 30K was a four. Like if we ever saw 30 again, like that was going to be huge. Um, and quite often we're dipping down into the teens, um, you know, lately. And I think we got quite a ways to go. A little bit of that, I'd, I'd say, is that we are literally hours away from the Ethereum merge, um, the conversion of, of proof of work uh, to proof of stake. In fact, I'm looking right here, we've got 8,274, uh, 8,273 blocks um, as it continually rolls through. So literally about, uh, the, the guess right now is about 30, 32 hours away, um, speeds up, slows down a little bit, just depending on, on where the chain's moving. But most importantly, this is one of those ones that nobody knows. Is it buy on the rumor, sell on the news, or vice versa? Like, it's, it truly is chaos. Um, you know, are the dApps going to work? It, it seems like technically everything is going to be there. Um, but more so, there's just a lot of, lot of fear. Uh, I, I, in fact, I'd say a lot of fear uh, in the water, and, and people are kind of uncertain. So what do you have is a very tepid uh, climate right now to really retail investors, especially institutions aren't even really having conversations. Um, but that doesn't mean much for the, the, the entrepreneurs. That doesn't mean much for the people that are building in the space. Um, and I've got Homoso here today with me and, uh, from, from, Diamond Swap, and, and we're going to talk about, about his project here in a, in a couple minutes. But I think what's really important to see is that we're now seeing the evolution uh, of DeFi. We're seeing the evolution of a lot of things that were conceptually like, can we even do A, B, and C? Well, we can do A, B, and C. In fact, we can do that very well. And what, is, what does that look like now to take that a few steps further? So before we dive into that... Uh, you know, as we kind of sit here, Hamosi, let's let's dive into kind of where you came from, and and you know, kind of uh, your first experience with uh, cryptocurrencies or anything like that, and we'll go from there. Sure. Well, firstly, thanks for having me. This is fantastic. So, um, yeah, a bit of my background from the age of twenty four, I've always been fascinated in startups, and uh, in particular, trying to find um, businesses that might have been running for a while but just haven't had a focused um, founder or focused um, director. And so, when I was twenty four, it was the first pur purchase of a business I've ever made. It was a tourism business here in New Zealand, down in Wanaka. And uh, it wasn't the owner's focus. He just did it for a bit of fun, but um, it was a fantastic opportunity. So I picked that up, uh, managed to get the offer secured, and uh, there was enough uh, stock to create a separate location altogether. So I split the assets, created a second location, drove it as hard as I could for a couple of years, and then sold that. Um, and that was my first taste of exiting a business that I created and grew, and that was really exciting. Uh, beyond that, I got into software development. Uh, again, it was really just about finding um, a problem in the market uh, that retailers were facing. And at this time, 
there were thousands of different loyalty programs in the in the market, and we needed to consolidate all of, all of those loyalty programs into one simple software that's integrated into everyone's existing FPOS debit or credit cards. And so we work with the banks to um, develop a software to integrate into those payment gateways, which means you don't need to carry a card with you. It basically catches the transaction, facilitates the reward piece, and then you go back into the store and you just use a single card for a transaction. That was really exciting too, and that opened me up to the world of possibility into, uh, in terms of what can be done with software. And I guess after that, um, I've only really recently got into crypto. So it was about October last year. Uh, just had okay. the tail end of the big Shiba Inu push and managed to catch the tail end of that. And it was just fascinating. The, the whole space was incredible. And so because in the, the um, banking card uh, software that we developed, we're effectively creating a digital currency when anyone mm -hmm. transacted through the retail system. Um, and that digital currency could be used back in store. I'd heard about Bitcoin back in 2007, 2008 and intrigued by it because of what we were doing. And so it took me, I don't know, what is that, another 12, 13, 14 years to get into it finally. Um, and once I was in it, it's been a fantastic experience because of the community that's here. Like this is probably a segue into, I guess, where we are now. But I, I wanted to dive into crypto really deeply because – when you're an entrepreneur and you want to start these uh, businesses, you want to surround yourself, yourself with um, a huge amount of talent and people who are on the same page and they want to drive and create things and solve problems. And what I experienced in the crypto environment was it was just this giant community of people that wanted to do the same thing. And so the, the, the resources that were available through developers was just at your fingertips. So it was almost like moving to Silicon Valley or some sort of hub where you're connected with all these people that want to do cool stuff and it just made things a whole lot easier to get started. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit of my background and, and to, to where I got into crypto and, and why I've, I've fallen in yeah, love no, with this I, space. I, I love that. And, and you're still early. Like, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say early. this yeah. as, as someone who's been around the space for a long time. Um, you're still very early, you know, that where, where, where there's, there's, uh, you know, I say the stat all the time, there, there's less than 1.5 million Ethereum wallet addresses with one or more ETH in it. Um, you know, where, where there's, there's less than 30,000, uh, NFT holders, That's people that have purchased yeah. NFTs in the last 90 days. Um, and, and so we're, we're talking like tiny, tiny little numbers and we're still trying to figure out what the technology is and what it isn't. Um, and what is just kind of a, a rudimentary, you know, uh, kind of just conversion that, that, that no one cares about and what is actually important and to, to have kind of that digital asset, uh, on chain. So there's a lot of, a lot of things here. And so I love the concept of you already understand, uh, the way the banks work and, and the way retailers work and, and kind of loyalty point systems. And I'm sure for you, you're going, Oh God, like, why did I build all this over here? Had I been spending all the time uh, over here on the blockchain, absolutely. you know, could have, would have, should have all, all sorts <laughs> of things. But, but the reality was, is that you had a successful project and it worked and it, and it ran fine. There's nothing wrong with web one and web two. It, it works very, very, very well. Uh, it's extremely efficient. You know, blockchain ha needs to mature in a little way. So I think that you're kind of in the same sense going, you know, what do I make? What do I build? How do I convert these things? Everything else. So, so fabulous story. Um, that, that all being said, you know, you, you've, you're a mature uh, entrepreneur. You're a mature investor and 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 software, uh, you know, geek um, <laughs> in a variety of ways. So so describe to me really quickly, you know, what what the problem you're trying to solve with Diamond Swap is, and then we'll we'll I know you can show us a, a demo of that here shortly as well. Yeah yeah no problem. 
Uh, well, Diamond Swap is an OTC platform. It's, a, it's an exchange effect, effectively that allows user-generated token pools for slippage-free trading. And so I can probably explain that in context based on my own experience and why we developed it. So again, last year, I was lucky enough to pick a few good tokens and uh, I, I managed to establish a, a large position in one or two of them. And when I went to liquidate them, the slippage was like it was a low liquidity token. And I think the slippage ended up being about 27% of my trade. And I was like, okay, well, that's immediately losing 20, 27% of my trade there. That's not ideal. And so I looked into what opportunities there were to do an OT, OTC trade because it had a significant amount of buy volume. So me selling wasn't really an issue. Um, uh, in this particular token, it was a major issue about the slippage and the amount of loss I would experience in this trade. And so I looked at the OTC platforms that were out there and you can find one-to-one -one trade if you know who the recipient is. Um, but there wasn't really a marketplace that would allow me to post my tokens and the listing of my tokens uh, on a publicly available uh, marketplace that anyone could come across and see and buy portions of or buy the full amount. And I guess what you said um, a few minutes ago is that we're still early. And being early creates a huge amount of opportunity because you get to create the solution to the problems that are in your face. And so that's effectively what we did with Diamond Spot. We created a marketplace that allows anyone to list their tokens and, and allow buyers to pick them up slippage free. And, and it's such a you know simplistic concept on its face. You know, it's like, hey, you know, there's buyers and sellers. Wouldn't it be great if if there was like a Craigslist of or of sorts yeah, that, that yeah, people exactly. could like you know post crypto. what they want and you know and, and we're really um, you know you've been around for a long time in the, in the tech space and so I, I always refer to, to Web three as closer to Web Web one than Web two you know Web Web two is an evolution of you know we're really starting the clock all the way back over with with Web three mm. um, and so and so the core concept is uh, you can make a better mousetrap in Web three. Uh, or make a similar mousetrap in Web3. And, it, and it's worth a billion dollars because quite simply, there was no other mousetrap of which anyone else can use. Exactly. Um, and I'm familiar with the, with a number of other OTC uh, platforms that are out there. And, and you know, but they're all sim relatively simplistic. And, and I don't know of any of them that are in heavy, heavy, heavy use. I know Toke has some. I know Aves, you played around with it. Proton's got, got theirs. Um, but but yeah, it's, it's absolutely fabulous, you know, to hear that you're, you're going to look. There's a very simplistic problem in front of us. Um, this is going to be a growing need of which people have. And, and you have the, the, the technical uh, savvy which to have it. So um, I, I'd love to kind of run through and look at what this is because I do have a lot of questions about, and a lot of it is why. Um, you know, there's, there's yeah. a lot of DeFi platforms out there. There's a lot of chains out there. Um, and, and so, yeah, if we'll get a second for you to get your thing loaded up and let's walk through it and I'll, I'll, I'll try to my best to, to follow along. Okay, cool. Thank you. Let me share my screen. Okay. You're fine. They'll edit, cool. they'll edit all this out. Let me know if that is showing up for you. Uh, you're good. All right. Okay, fantastic. So I'm already logged in, so that process is done. So effectively, there's, there's the buy and sell piece. So as a buyer, I can search any token address, and it'll pop up the current details of that particular token, what the market cap is, the current liquidity, how it's doing in the market, but more importantly, what token listings are available from those holders. So as I said earlier, uh, Diamond Swap is an OTC platform for holder-generated token pools. Um, now, here, there are a couple of ways you can do it. So if you are looking for a one-to-one -one trade, 
that's no problem. Uh, you can either have the recipient in mind um, or you can just post it to the open marketplace. Somebody needs to come across and purchase the full amount. Now, the beauty of what we're doing around the slippage-free trading element is because there's so m much to be gained as a result of zero slippage, you can start to offer some pretty lucrative discounts. So you can offer 5%, 12%, 7%, whatever suits you, and you're typically going to end up with more anyway after the trade is done. So the other process is if you want to buy from a pool. So this is where um, you have a large whale. They have a significant holding, and so it's very unlikely that a single whale is going to come along and buy that full amount. Plus, the project is probably more interest, interested in that single whale selling to many buyers for the distribution that will occur at the very end, the, the more healthy distribution. So I can buy, buy from pool, see that the total pool remaining is $900 billion. Um, I can see that there's a discount available, and I can just click the amount of tokens that I want to buy from that pool, hit buy, and that goes through no problem at all. Now, the cool thing about this is really the, the opportunity that sellers have around stipulating what they want to offer as a package. So um, I'll use diamonds as an example. Um, so I've used ETH. So whatever uh, network that token is on will be the native token that um, is traded for. So my diamonds will be traded for Ethereum. If I'm, my token was on the BSC network, it would be traded for BNB. So this is where I enter the uh, total balance of tokens that I'm looking to sell. And this down here is where the sell options pop up. So as we mentioned before, I can sell one-to-one. -one, and if I have a specific address that I want to sell to, uh, I simply just enter the wallet address in there, stipulate whether there is going to be vesting for this particular holder that is coming on board. Now, this is particularly relevant for project owners that want to incentivize influencers to come on board. Uh, they can offer a discount and they can also stipulate a vesting period. Typically, that's going to reflect the, the period of which that influencer has uh, been happy to support the token. Um, so that's, that's interesting. So, what are, what are the, what are the, what, so, so the vesting periods, a very interesting one. Um, yeah. it, it, is that fully built out or is it, you know, what, yeah. what happens when it goes in there? Yeah, that's probably one of the, the, the key um, selling components for us. It really gives us an edge. So in terms of the oh, – let me go back uh, to – excuse me one second. Uh, vesting. So I want to do vesting for these guys. Excuse me one second. I'll just bring that screen up again. But it's really no around the uh, influencer piece. So if you want to say, okay, look, I want to – stipulate that um, these tokens are going to vest over a period of uh, 12 months. Um, I can do that, no problem at all. Um, so That's okay. Even Steve Jobs had issues with his demos. Yeah. I, think you have to, I think you have to turn on the specific buyer, it seemed like, once you turned on that. Yeah, that's address. right. Yeah, now it seems seems to be frozen. Apologies for this, but uh, that's okay. Well, yeah, this, is, so, this is this is Web three. Like we're still trying to figure this stuff out. The Web two stuff is usually what breaks, not the Web three stuff. Yeah, well, this <laughs> is just a demo. Unfortunately, I should have brought up the actual um, site. But the the very cool thing about what we're doing here is that, along with as you saw in the previous demo, when I was showing through, when you are uh, allocating tokens to a particular recipient, you can enter the wallet address. But the wallet address for, I'll just stop share and then reshare it and see if that works. But 
the wallet address for particular influencers that you want to get, get on board is not always known. And this creates a significant challenge for project owners. And what they typically have to do is they have to direct message these influencers and say, hey, look, I'm going to start this protocol or this token. I'd really love to have you involved. I'm prepared to offer you an incentive by offering you either a discount or some sort of longer-term benefit. Um, but before they launch, they have to rely on that influencers to get back to them. And that's really challenging when that influencer is receiving potentially up to 100 direct messages a day. And so what we've built out is, as well as entering the wallet address, if it's known, is you can actually allocate to a Twitter handle. And this is super exciting because it makes life a lot easier for the influencer. They don't have to respond to the direct message at the very beginning. And the project owner can launch without even having uh, the confirmation from the influencer that they want to be on board. So they can allocate that piece to the influencer. They can allocate it to the Twitter handle. The influencer authenticates that they are the owner of that Twitter handle. And then they can filter all their offers based on how well they're doing in the market before they accept that pre-sale package. So... Um, yes, yeah, super exciting. It's it's, it's really um, an interesting in, interesting uh, concept and, and very simplistic. I, I we deal with this all the time. Um, you know, there's if you're kind of you know pre token, if you're if you're a VC, you know, like like myself, there's a lot of times we're investing pre token, um, and you know, so so. I, I love that. I would, you know, and again, I know you're still building this out, um, but to me, that's that's just a really fascinating feature right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, and this is probably something that we've kept sort of up our sleeve. The, the market don't know what, that we've built this out, but we've been talking to a lot of influencers, and you know, there's just a significant pain for them is that they 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 miss a lot of opportunity purely because they've just got too many direct messages to respond to uh, by a deadline. So uh, yeah, when you've got a big pain, in particular with software development, uh, it creates a really exciting opportunity once you can solve it. Um, so we can try and share again. I wonder, I wonder if the glitch has passed, but um, yeah, what do you think? Okay. Like I said, we, we totally understand uh, the concept behind it. And, um, yeah, brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, so 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 let's let's kind of talk a little bit about roadmap and, and where you guys are at today. Because um, like you said, you're working on a demo, and and you've got you know kind of a. Um, I, I looked on your site, and you kind of got like a, a staggered rollout of of things coming. Um, so where are you, where are you at in that process today? Yeah, so we, we very nearly finished the full build-out of our tech. And so we'll be finished by this Friday, we're predicting, and that's where we engage with the auditors to complete the audit on the, the security audit on the front end and the back end to ensure that there are no uh, sort of um, vulnerabilities before we go public. Um, and that process is, is predicted to take about two weeks. Um, so we're at an extremely exciting phase of our of our project. So we're looking to launch to the public in October, hopefully early October, and then just let it go. Um, there's a huge amount of demand for our product already, which is fantastic, and we just need to make sure that uh, yeah, the the user experience is as intuitive as possible. Which audit firm did you use? Uh, so we're actually using Solidity Finance for for one of them, and okay. we're also using one that have has moved from a Web two to Web three recently. Um, okay, and they're really cool. It, there's brand. there's a massive drought. So we we talk quite a bit with Zokio and Trail of Bits. Um, yeah, cool. So I'm always curious, you know, which which one of them uh, run out, and sometimes it's a third party too as well. But there's there's a as you very well know at this point, there's a drought of of yeah. you know uh, code auditors that that are worth. <laughs> Uh, their salt uh, to be able to deal with these things, and, and and you know the reason that I bring that up is because, and I and I applaud you for making sure that you are having your code audited by a third party, because um, we've all seen enough hacks. I mean, you know, there's not every week.
creek. Uh, there's multiple bridges that that are drained of you know tens to hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of liquidity pools that that do have issues, and so you know you are dealing with a very complex um, project. People are putting your faith in you, and, and just like any other bank uh, bank would, I, I applaud you guys for taking that extra step. And, and it's very expensive to do so as well. So um, absolutely, that's it's, awesome. it's critical for us. I mean, because any exploit, you know, could be incredibly damaging. I've, I've got a friend who uh, started a swap uh, protocol, and they were, you know, it was thirty million dollars involved daily volume. And then they, I think they got hacked on their hosting site. I think it might have been GoDaddy or someone like that, like a, a vulnerability that uh, just came out of nowhere. And and it's really damaged their growth, as you can imagine. So it's critical that one, we build it in a way that the ETH stored in the contract cannot be accessed by anybody. But two, we get those um, other auditing companies just to scale through the code one by one, line by line. Make sure it's working. Yeah, no, we've seen some of the largest, you know, hacks are, are, are done by you know Discord, you know, or, yeah, or Telegram right. or or, yeah. or something else. It has nothing to do with the web two, web three, or or anything else. Um, just social, uh, you know, um, piracy, exactly. and so that that's a really tough deal. So so taking you know a, a step back, Camoso, you know, what, when you guys are building this and, and you're kind of thinking about your clients, you know, how how much did you guys build in a vacuum and how much were you basing this on on real world kind of uh, feedback and usage? Yeah, good question. So uh, we've, we're lucky enough to have a, a pretty big team for a startup. Like we've got four developers, uh, we've got a total team of nine. Um, and so we just basically started the initial brief, the development brief on our own experience. And so we tried to pull apart all the OGC platforms that are out there and why they perhaps weren't generating the volume that they could do that we thought they could. And, and then we just honed in on uh, the outcomes that we thought could really help. And so along the way, because we launched a V1 token in March before we started building it, we've had an incredible database of, of holders to help us through each step of the way. And, hey, guys, here's the concept. Here is how we're going to narrow down um, uh, the intuitive uh, user interface and this is how we're going to hit it. What do you guys think? And the feedback has been fantastic the whole way through. We, I think we had about 1,200 holders for V1. And the engagement, once they heard what we were building, was, was fantastic. And it certainly helped us craft what we're creating and launching next month. That's awesome. So, so you guys are launching next month. You're going into this. Um, do you have any you know, large partners that you guys are working with? Or are you just kind of starting small and, and letting it grow from, from grassroots? Yeah, so our, our, our key, I guess, sales strategy or marketing strategy is to influence the influencers because of the piece that we've built. And so we're lucky enough to have some fantastic CT influencers that are on board. Collect- collectively, they have a following of over a million followers on, on CT. And so we'll be really getting them to drive the, um, the product and, and the launch of the product through their networks. Because the key thing is that because you are transferring tokens into an escrow, to then buy or swap or whatever it might be through our platform, trust is critical. And so we have to find trusted brands in the industry to, to launch our brand off. Uh, and so we're super lucky that we've had um, a really high engagement from some of the key influencers and uh, they'll be pushing this. They'll be asking their uh, project owners and anyone following them, if you're looking to get me on board with your project, please make the offer through Diamond Swap and that would just generate that initial volume for us, which is great. That's awesome. You know, when you think about something like OTC, you know, and from a from a TradFi perspective, 
it's just one of one bullet points of you know dozens and dozens of other bullet points that a traditional bank or or you know brokerage would offer. Like, of course, this is just something they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but with as early as we are, and and kind of you know what trying to work through the problems, I think you have a very innovative solution compared to a number of the other uh, OTCs that I've seen. Because you've, at, I mean, like I said, just the the um, you know kind of holdback um, that that you have is 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 absolutely something that I have not seen before. Um, and then kind of the multi chain. Side of this, where you're being very chain agnostic, and I think that that's a thesis and, and a thought process that I'm sure was was a tough pill to swallow early on, because not only are you going to develop this 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 once, um, but you're going to replicate it over and over and over and over and over again if you're going to have that that thesis. How how did you know? What was your thought on 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 the chain agnostics side of things? Um, yeah, so we're compatible on any EVM chain, and so luckily we're going to be launching on any EVM chain just purely because of the dynamics of how that uh, is available to us to do. And and that's something that is super exciting. We're not cross-chain and we might look to become cross-chain in the future. You can trade your um, Ethereum tokens uh, with a BSC um, token, might be the case. But at the moment, we're we're just focused on keeping it multi-chain. But something that you touched on earlier is around the vesting period. And I guess the biggest challenge for us is that there are so many pains to solve. And so the question for us is how do you solve so many pains in a single protocol or single interface that becomes intuitive like it's been out there forever? And so speaking of the pain related to the the, the vesting that we've built, many pre-sale investors get involved and they get involved involved at a discount rate, which is really exciting like you touched on earlier. Um, But it actually can become a really big disadvantage because you are locked in. You cannot sell your unvested tokens until they become released to you. And uh, we see this as a significant pain because a lot of these um, prices of tokens skyrocket, but you're locked in. You can't realize the value until later down the track. And by that time, potentially, the value has diminished significantly. So we've built the ability to sell unvested tokens through our platform. And that is getting a lot of people who are really heavily investing in pre-sales excited because they're not locked in. The vesting schedule, because it's all built within our protocol, follows the tokens to the new owner. And so, yeah, that that part is um, something that we'll, we'll uh, look to, to yeah, get and, behind. And you know to. what? This is DeFi. This is what it's exactly for. This is, you know... D- Forget your rules. This is what we're going to make happen, and I, I think that's great. I mean, there's plenty of people right now with staked ETH um, that are that can sell your staked ETH um, through some some uh, DeFi wizardry as well. So it makes sense to kind of continue to kind of you know pull apart these pieces and find and find points of liquidity because that can be the difference between someone selling um, your project at a, at a you know relative discount. You said before someone can say, hey, 10, 12% off. That's a big difference between someone saying, I need liquidity now and I'm, I just need to dump these things because I'm about ready to get liquidated over here. So this is an asset I don't care about as much as, as something over here. And so it really, a lot of the reasons why we have so much volatility, and I think that you can understand this and the viewers probably as well, so much volatility in this asset class is because there are so many people using obscene amounts of leverage um, in, in very unhealthy ways. And there's no regulation or, or, or security um, protocols to, to kind of stop the market from crashing. And so mm. I think that anything mm. you can do, and is this going to solve 100% of the problem? No. But I always say if you can, if you can take 10 or 20% um, off of that, it's a huge amount that, that suddenly it releases some of the volatility uh, that may happen. So, so very, very cool concept. 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that, that is very exciting. I mean, when you're talking about that pain of um, needing to liquidate quickly, because it is slippage-free, you can actually incentivize buyers to make that liquidation happen a lot faster, and that's something that we're, we're looking forward to watching. That's awesome. So, it, it, you know, you guys are really peer-to-peer, and, and that's what you're designed to be. You, you, there are liquidity pools from individuals, but it's, it's, you're, not, you're not trying to compete with, with the Aves uh, and, and the pancake swaps that, you know, list anything and everything. But this is, this is a place where, um, I, don't, I don't want to brand it, but this, but this is really, you know, again, this is the users are, are setting the rules. Um, it, it's just a marketplace. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to avoid using any uh, web one, web two, web two <laughs> companies because I, I I think that none of them really do it do it justice. But it really is you're creating a private marketplace, uh, semi semi private marketplace because it's it's open. You can um, do it private privately, and I think that's fabulous. Um, where do your main contracts live? Are you know obviously there's there's some main tech. Is, is a lot of that web two still, or are you kind of you know dabbling back and forth? Um, it's it's all Web3. So it's all built in Solidity, all of our contracts. So there's okay. the core contracts that handles the protocol and the rules assi- assigned to it, but then we've built a separate contract for each function. So it might be discounts or vesting, and, and it just keeps it a lot cleaner and it, it, it makes it less vulnerable to any attacks as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're lucky enough to keep it as decentralized as possible. Um, and our actual incorporated company is, is running out of uh, BVI, so there's some benefits there too. So, yeah, we're doing our best to, to keep everything Web3 as possible. That's fabulous. Um, so, you know, as, as I kind of just look through and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sorting through your, your, your deck right now, which, again, there's a lot of things here. Where's, where's kind of the... the um, Where's where's the really rush going to come? Because there's a lot of people, and, and I say the main the main of your business of what you need to market, and you're a marketing guy. You you've done this quite a bit. How do you attract you know uh, enough um, people early on to to what is kind of a small niche uh, product today? I mean, you know, even even the big ones, Ave and all that stuff. I mean, they're so far down during this pair. You know, uh, w- yeah. what's your kind of um, uh, target client? I'd say over the next you know few months. Well, it's certainly in the mem coins. So any coins that have low liquidity, uh, you know, that's the issue that we are solving is when you buy early, you're lucky enough to buy early, um, you have a significant stake in that token, uh, but you just, when you go to look to liquidate, um, you have to either scale out, that requires the buy volume to still be there, um, or you sell and you really damage the chart um, and uh, you, you pay the Pay the slippage on top of any tax that that particular coin has has charged as well. So, in terms of how we scale this out, we certainly don't have the mindset where if you build it, they will come. And I'm seeing other protocols that are coming onto the market now, and it feels a little bit like they're taking that stance, but it's certainly not the case. There's quite a big education process, even though it's a really simple concept. Um, we really need to ensure that. Um, we are staging our development and, and releasing the tech in a way that can drive volume to the right places early. And so, as I mentioned before, our, our, our launch plan is around influencing the influencers, so getting project owners to finally get connected to the influencers on, on Twitter, make pre-sale offers to those influencers, and um, no doubt the ones that 10x or 100x um, will be sold through Diamond Swap. And that's fantastic because anything that you give to an influencer must be sold by a diamond swap to protect the chart. And so that's the initial target market, really. So these now, now the, for and again, just correct me if I'm wrong. These trades are not registered by the oracles. 
So if if someone says, hey, I just want to sell my ETH for $100 a, a coin to this specific address, it, it, it's going to go through and do that because that's that's what you know the, the seller said and the buyer agreed. So price becomes a, a reference point, but it's but it's no longer relevant because that trade isn't going to, like no, the Coinbase isn't going to suddenly show a trade no matter how, how large it exactly. is within OTC, correct? Exactly right. Yeah, it's, it, it actually uh, transact as a transfer. So a wallet to wallet transfer. And so it yeah, that, that was my question. What stuff. what does it look like on chain? Or because yeah, now exactly. I, I always worry about what the what the nerds are going to do, and the nerds are going to go, oh, okay, there's there's things moving here. Are they able to see that there was a transfer, um, or are they able to yes. see there's a transfer, and here are the coins that were transferred in the price? Uh, yes, the, so they will. So everything will be on chain. So the, it'll just look like a wallet to wallet transfer on chain. And so we're just using the oracles for a price reflection. So we know that. Uh, if a token price has mooned after someone has listed a token, you know, the price of that listing reflects the current market price. And that's the other issue that we see with OTC protocols or, or platforms is they lock in the price at the time of the listing because they have to try and find a, a value and set it in place um, to then sell it to another buyer. But with our platform, it's a, it's a fluid market price. So when you list your tokens, if the price someone sold through the liquidity pool and therefore there's a big price dip, that package or the price of that package on Diamond Swap is going to reflect that as well. So we're only really using the oracles to ensure that the market price remains consistent. Yeah, and, and, and for those people listening, this makes a lot of sense for exactly your target market, which is low liquidity um, you know, founders projects, meaning that, you know, hey, I, I have millions and millions of these coins, um, you know, and, and they could be worth millions and millions of dollars, you know, at the current strike price. Uh, but but there's a buyer pool of, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. Um, and so quite simply, if if someone needs liquidity, and there's a lot of times that there's founders and, and, and teams that need liquidity um, mm. that would like to offer that discount, and I get offered discounted coins constantly. Um, and and it's so it's a relatively, you know, kind of commonality Theme that happens, um, but but this is a, a tool of which nobody has to you know talk me through it. They can just say, "Hey, go here, and this is what we're offering, and, and why." So I think this is a very very interesting concept. Um, Thanks. Have you have you had any uh, you know like major major pushback of uh, of people because OTC I know is not frowned upon, but it, it, it you know kind of the oracle the oracle people get concerned that things are happening on the back end, even though this happens every single day. Sure, yeah. I mean, I haven't had any pushback yet. If there was pushback, um, it would have come from uh, the existing swaps that go through the liquidity pools, so the, the uni swaps or pancake swap, swaps, etc. So we have actually fan, uh, factored in a reseller transaction for them. So they're typically charging 0.25% uh, for every transaction that goes through. So there was hesitance for them to support us, um, but because we've, uh, we charge a 2% transaction fee, we've actually fin- uh, factored in a, a reseller fee that is more than what they're currently making through liquidity pools. So, so they're, they're excited to you know, work with us and perhaps make our little uh, Diamond Swap widget available through their dApps so their holders can compare uh, basically the ETH that they'll generate through a trade without slippage and then with slippage immediately. So um, so that's yeah where there's been a little bit of pushback, but we've just tweaked our feed to ensure that they're factored in. Yeah, and there's going to be a gazillion tweaks. And I, I like the way you built your system, which is very modular, it sounds like. Um, instead of like, here was one massive main contract that, that lives in, in you know, 
lives and dies by everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of little modular contracts that you can you can you know plug in, plug out, upgrade, and and, and swap out as well. Exactly. So I think that that's a very smart play. Um, I, it just sounds natural that NFTs are eventually going to make your way make their way into your platform. Um, you know what's what's the the thoughts on that? Yep. So we built that out, uh, but we're not going to be releasing it for launch because there's there's just so much to take in. Even though it's a very simple concept, um, it's not to, a simple concept. There's, yeah, there's so many fake, uh, you know, fake fake uh, NFT projects, and it's really hard to do the validation on those. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so yeah, we're going to be launching just with the token OTC platform. Uh, discounts, vesting, sending to influencers, all these pieces of the puzzle will be available on launch, but we will be launching uh, an OTC NFT uh, swap sometime in the future, probably by Christmas, but we just want to make sure that we get that uh, initial volume through the platform, people trusting it and enjoying it before we go ahead and do that. Fabulous, and and so you have a you have a token, uh, you've got diamonds, um, and and I never worry about where these things are going price wise, and I hope I hope they go to the moon. I wish you the best of luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but to find the, the utility and, and kind of you know what what's the reason that someone would want to buy or hold or, or um, use diamond um, tokens? Good question. Yeah, so we pass all of our profits back to holders, and that's the core reason. So we built a staking platform that allows people to stake their, their V2 tokens for what we call X diamonds. And they uh, generate ETH. So if we generate fees on the BSC network, we bridge them over to ETH, and then we just use all of our profits and put them into the dividends wallet, and that disperses that, that ETH to holders based on their proportional holding. Um, so that's super exciting. Uh, so there's going to be a, a, a sort of like a passive income available here once we generate some significant volume and pass that profit back to holders. But that is the key that 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 we want to make this as decentralized as possible and 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 let people share the pie. I love the concept. I love I love the utility and I love the idea of there. I'm, I'm going to guess that you're not interested in stepping foot in the United States anytime soon. <laughs> no, well, I mean, our platform will be available in the states, but we've we've incorporated in BVI for a reason. Um, you know, it's, it's it's a lot easier to, to run the commercial side of things out of uh, British Virgin Islands compared to the states. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's, you know, like I said, I don't want to get turning this into securities talk weekly, but, um, you know, there, there's, you know, this is the problem. And I think this is the problem with, with the overall state of, of the entire industry, uh, Web3, is that regulations are so far behind the technology already. Mm. Um, and I, I see a lot of a lot of projects like yours that, that can provide a lot of good, that can provide a lot of utility value, um, as well as, I mean, honestly, think about the, the number of, of people that, that could make quite a significant amount of money just helping to, to provide liquidity to some of these projects. And, and there's a lot of good that can happen from it. Um, the unfortunate thing is that you have to worry about like, hey, even if I wanted to pay taxes, there's no way to, for me to pay taxes on this. There's no way for me to recognize this because, you know, you're kind of so far out ahead uh, of, you know, especially Euro- U.S. and European regulations um, on what you guys are doing. Technology, mm. Technology-wise, it's easy. Um, mm, absolutely. <laughs> the lawyers are always the tough ones. That's right. That's right. And we, we have wanted to ensure that we partner with the right legal firm. And so we're actually partnering um, well, we're working with a legal firm in New Zealand who have been responsible for the um, NZDT currency that's currently on testnet and saw the legalities that flow through that. So we, we wanted to make sure that we didn't have to worry about that side because we've, you know, um, working with lawyers that are fully savvy and experienced in this space. It's quite complex. 
That's awesome. And then just uh, walk, can you walk me through the tokenomics? Because I always just love hearing about this from from the founder's perspective. Uh, yeah. How many coins, and and you know what what's the uh, especially with staking and everything else? How do you guys manage that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so there'd be a, a total supply of a, a trillion tokens. Uh, there is a five percent buy and sell tax through liquidity pool. Um, and in terms of the staking, um, you can stake for any period of time and unstake whenever you like, but there is a seven-day uh, cooldown period before you can then uh, claim out your native tokens to sell through the liquidity pool. So we're just trying to keep it as simple as possible, so straight five and five. But what we will do as the volume is generated through the protocol and therefore the, the, the revenue that we generate, we will slowly but surely turn that actual tokenomics into a zero-zero tax. Um, as the income from the platform supplements the the tax revenue that we generate through the token. Yeah, it's fine. So I'm going to guess that it's it's capped. You're not you're not with a trillion. You don't need any more of these. No, that's right. It's capped. You cannot mint them, uh, and you can't even change the tax above five percent. So uh, th- that is the ceiling. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we're um, which, which is the way I, it, this is, which is really the way it should be. I you know I, I think that you know if you want to burn them, hey, go, that, that's up to you. It at least goes in the right direction. Um, you know I think there's too many projects, and, and you're relatively new to the whole cryptocurrency side of things. Um, mm-hmm. And it's you know so when I whenever I'm looking at a project, that's the first thing I want to know: is this capped? Is this open? Um, and, and the ones that are open generally, I, ch- I tend especially younger, I tend to shy away from because that's where you can get in a lot of trouble. That's where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, it's a year later. Um, you know, we, we messed up on our tokenomics. We messed up on our drop. We're just going to go ahead and, and add X number of more. That's a, that's a dynamic change. That's why I left the stock market. It's a, I left the stock market because you don't know, you know, you can have all the metrics in front of you, read the deals. Here's this, do all the due diligence. And then, you know, two days, two days, you know, after you get into it, they've issued more stock. They've mm-hmm. booted you down. They've done these types of things. So I, I really applaud you for, you know, wanting, you guys are true, you know, DeFi DJs, you know, you're really looking at this from the correct way of the space and you're still relatively new. They're welcome to your first, uh, bear market in crypto winter yeah thanks yeah it's been a wild ride i mean i think you hit the nail on the head the reason why i love this space so much is because i think in the you know the macro environment i think the financial system is broken um and you know the the ability to print money and oh it's i can't see that playing out you know long term and having positive effects and so the beauty around cryptocurrency and even though we're still trying to figure our way around it and where the benefit is and how to use it is the fixed supply and the transparency transparency of every transaction on the blockchain there's something really special about that and so in terms of the tokenomics we need to play along those lines you know there's certainly a a fixed supply um and we do have a true burn which takes them completely out of supply as well but um yeah, so that, that's the part of the space that I really spent, enjoy. You know, you're, you've and, got a storied uh, career. You're obviously, you know, um, building I, I, what I think is a very cool product um, that I'm sure will evolve over time. And this is kind of phase one. You know, getting getting your um, you know planting your flag in the in the Web three sphere and, and growing from there. Um, but but you have a lot of time that you've built in in and tech that you built in the Web two space. And now moving over to Web three, what's been kind of the biggest difference uh, between you know the Web two um, and and the Web three? Uh, development and community-wise as well. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, just that. The uh, the most incredible experience I've had in crypto is around the nature of the community. So in Web2, when you're looking to uh, raise capital or you're looking to find a development team, it's actually really difficult to find the right people. And it's certainly difficult to, to raise capital um, by finding the right investors that are looking for the particular protocol that you're looking to, to, to onboard them to. And so when it came to crypto, 
yeah, all these resources are just at your fingertips. You've got investors, you've got incredible developers, you've got a community that want to support um, what you're doing by buying in and 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 really just taking charge of the marketing angle, getting on Twitter and talking to people about it, and and that has been uh, yeah definitely the most exciting part of moving from Web two to Web three is is just everything is at your fingertips, no matter where you are in the world too. Yeah, and, and the one thing I find you know as a as an entrepreneur in the space as well is how many of what would be considered your competitors are are actually your collaborators. Um, that that you have people that go like, look, I I think what you're doing is very cool. I'm doing something that's you know 90% similar. You need to fix this and this because we need you to be successful. Because if you have a problem, you're going to make me have problems. And so you end up you know working jointly with people that, that traditionally in the web two they would never speak. Oh, that, you know, terrible project. Web three, we're all we're all so early. We're going, please, everyone, like let's let's <laughs> fix your bridges, let's fix your contracts, get your stuff audited. Hey, I did it for you myself. Um, so I love that that concept of really community. Um, and a community can be anything. It can be a community for Y whales, which is what we have, or it can be a community around a DeFi protocol uh, like Diamond Swap. So I think it's it's very cool. Everyone can have their passions and, and bounce around wherever they want. Cool. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And there's an ex- actually a really cool example of that. There's an OGC platform that's looking to launch shortly called Gigaswap. It's in the DGN space. Great guys. I'm in a development group with him. And we're just cheering them on. You know, we certainly don't see them as competition. We just really want them to succeed because if they see, succeed, there's that con- consumer behavioral change that's already been adopted when we enter the market as well. So, look, yeah, it's a, it's a great space to be in. I, I love it. I love it. So, so uh, as we head towards closing right now, um, you know, let's talk about kind of a few things that are getting ready to happen. And so, by the time this podcast comes out, um, you, you're probably going to be very close to your public launch. Um, and you, you said the word earlier, V1 token. What what is uh, is there a V2? Yes, yes. So we launched as a reward, ETH rewards token, and this was before we'd, we'd basically determined whether the OTC protocol was worthy of the investment of building. Um, but the the old contract wasn't up to standards in terms of getting us on the exchanges, and so we need to simplify that. Um, and so that's where V2 comes into play. So we're going to be launching a V2 token that will support the, the newly launched protocol at the end of the month. Um, and uh, that's the 5.5 five, uh, tax that Max Supply that I spoke to you about earlier. And then we'll release the tech about a week after that. So we'll generate the hype, get people interested, educate them with the um, tutorial videos, and then launch the tech and push it from there. Um, So there is one opportunity, actually, I'd love to mention, is that we are doing holder testing. So our V1 holders are going to be testing the platform before we go live. So we're creating a pool for them to purchase from at a discount rate, and I'll be more than happy to create a a pool for the Wild Whales group as well, if that was uh, practical. Let's make it happen. Easy. Cool. Right. You, you kidding? Some some uh, a DeFi protocol that we're allowed At the to, to break? I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> that's like our dream come true. So no, that's <laughs> fabulous. Cool. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, Hamosi. Uh, so, uh, for anyone that's that's interested, as we bring this to close, you know, where where can they find you? Obviously, you guys have uh, your website and everything else. But if you can just kind of run through uh, where where the uh, community member can can come find you to hang out. Yeah, sure. So our community is on Telegram, um, and so all those links can be found on our website, which is diamondswap.co. And uh, yeah, we're doing a lot of uh, screenshots and and videos, and and uh, I guess educating the consumers on what, what's coming on Twitter as well. Um, but again, head to diamondswap.co and all the information will be there. Love it, love it. Uh, Why Wales, this is uh, Hamosi with uh, Diamond Swap. Uh, looking forward to kind of learning more and, and also being able to utilize your, your protocol here soon. Um, we will catch you guys next time. 
YWales was founded in 2021 by Jay Steinbach, a passionate entrepreneur and business owner, with the purpose of bringing YPO and YNG members together in the cryptoverse. YWales is a collaborative and confidential community centered around cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology, an exclusive crypto hub of more than 600 members. To be notified when we release new content, please subscribe to our show in your preferred listening app. For more information, visit www.ywhales.com. YWales is not affiliated with YPO, but at this time only allow for YPO, YPO Gold, and YNG members due to privacy and confidentiality. Support and production for today's episode was done by Truthwork Media. Nothing in the podcast constitutes professional and or financial advice, nor does any information on the podcast constitute a comprehensive or complete statement of the matters discussed or the law relating thereto.